Please welcome Jeffrey Lord. Oh, this is for the Jeffrey this Lord show? Lord, really? Everybody likes to dance because Jeff Lord is awesome. Yeah, uh, uh, uh. Yes. He has a tramp stamp. A lot of people don't know that about uh, Jeffrey Lord. It's actually, uh, it's not so much of a graphic as it is a map of a proposed uh, mass transit system here in Fort Worth. And uh, so you'll have to have him show it to you sometime. So he is thinking about the public. Yeah, and our always, always, always somebody else, oh. never him. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He's a wonderful man. Yeah. Wonderful God man. God bless Jeff. He's very, uh, that's Jeffrey Lord, right? Right? Yeah, okay. Yes. I thought Jeffrey Lord was kind of like a real guy. The Lord is the gatekeeper of all music in Fort Worth. Oh, Jeffrey. I don't, I don't cuss on the Jeffrey Lord show, but I love the Jeffrey Lord show. Like, really, is this the level that you sung to, Lord? So I'm done with Jeffrey Lord. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Funky Town Podcast. I am Jeffrey Lord. This is, um, is going to be a good show, I think. I'm really excited about it. Um, man, I've still got this, like, early show jitters, nerves has more to do with the technical stuff than um anything else just everything is so new and but um i think it looks good got a new microphone so i think it sounds good got all the fans off air conditioners off so it's nice and quiet you can hear me breathing so oops that's cool um anyways we got a big show i'm going to play um some music for you and um for the first half of the show by the first probably 30 minutes or whatnot and then um from there we're going to go do um i recorded an interview earlier today with joe savage we couldn't do it live because he is busy on sunday nights down at the landmark here in fort worth um has been doing like a little showcase kind of thing and an open mic for a couple three years now so he's busy on sunday nights so i really wanted to have him on um early talk about his new record and so we called him earlier today and i recorded the uh the interview and we'll be playing that in the second half of the show, and then we'll close it out with one of his songs. And so it's going to be pretty cool. The first um, the first group of songs that I have for you, I'd like to know if um, any of you guys know the bands or know the songs, because um, they're all bands that I didn't know, don't know, um, don't know a lot about them. Just kind of found them on Bandcamp. Like I said, I think last week, one thing I like to do is just kind of scroll through Bandcamp and check out random stuff and weird stuff there's a lot of stuff out there that's tagged fort worth that yeah i haven't seen and i don't know if they're playing it shows at places i don't know about or what so i try to find them on a facebook and stuff the first guy i'm going to play um his name is b period bear period and if you've heard this on the show before then you're one of the few lucky ones that got to hear the little practice show that i did I thought I was doing it for like Dustin and Susie and my wife. I thought I had it on private, but apparently it was up for a couple of weeks on public because Robotuner said something about it um, being on being on YouTube. And I went and looked, and there was like 18 views. So some people saw that show, but it wasn't put on the podcast feed or anything like that. I took it down, and you know, so most people haven't didn't get to hear that show. And on that show, I played this song. It's called Terrible Babies, and um, yeah, it's off this. Uh, album under Bandcamp, um, Be Bear, and 
I want to look at something. I just, oops, I'm hoping it doesn't play. I want to read you the description for um, Be Bear. And of course, if I do that, I'm going to probably need my. Never mind. It's not going to be on here. It's only on the phone version. But it's. Um, oh, here it is right here. Hang on. All right. So let me get my glasses on. I didn't like to wear the glasses because the uh, light kind of shines off of them. But I have to read. In 1750, Benjamin Franklin was observed. In 1750, Benjamin Franklin was observed by over 15 residents of Philadelphia as he branded an unidentified man with an Illuminati insignia. He was overheard telling one of his associates, my work will be done once Benjamin Bear arrives to complete it. The reliability of these findings have been verified. Benjamin Bear has arrived. So this is um, The Future Changed Our Lives by B-Bear is the name of the album. The first song is called um, Terrible Babies. And uh, I want you to listen to the lyrics of it, man. This is a really good song. It's, you know, kind of like um, you have this sweet baby child that you take up, that you take and take care of and you know, and you hope for the best, you know, my daughter's a senior this year, you know, and so you hope they're going to grow up and be good people, productive in society and all that kind of good stuff. But, you know, somebody had a father, Hitler or Dahmer or Manson, or they were all babies. And that's kind of the gist of this song. And so lyrically, I'd love it. I think the, the, uh, the concept of what they're writing about is really interesting. And, um, it's got some kind of funny lines in it. The music itself, um, very poppy, very very catchy. This is one of my favorite songs going right now. It's like I listen to the song all the time. Um, made my daughter listen to it. Made my wife listen to it. You know, I think the song is just super cool. So if you've already heard it, then cool, you get to hear it again. And I bet you'll like it the second time even better than you liked it the first time. And if you haven't heard it before, um, I think you're in for a treat. So. Hang on to your booties. Here comes um, Benjamin Bear or B Bear. Terrible babies. Such a sweet boy. Ooh, terrible babies. Can't just worry about now. Ooh, terrible babies. Cause you can be everyone yeah. now. Hey. When 
I look into your precious eyes. I hope you never grow up and terrorize. Go on television telling hellish lies. Fuck around and sanction a genocide. Oh, these babies might be trash. We can never know it. Cute one day, then the next day you showing signs of a motherfucking dictator. Or at the least grow up to be a big hater. I'll travel back in time like Terminator 2. Shoot baby Hitler, I'll shoot his daddy too. Just to play a safe, shoot his granddaddy ass. Fuck a butterfly fat, cause I'm changing the past. Babies, we all want the best for him. At least better than what we had. No question it'll be sad, but I'll smother baby Dahmer with a beanbag. Babies, tell me that song wasn't cool. I really, really liked that song. A couple other tracks on the album um, I really liked. One of them was he does a cover of I'll Fly Away, the old gospel. Um, I'll fly away in the morning, you know. Um, he does that. It's really cool. Uh, it's actually listed under country, I think, which that song is not country. A lot of it's electronic, but there is a couple of times where um, he'll pull out the, uh, the acoustic guitar and, and do some stuff. So it's an interesting record anyways. Um, I'm trying to, you know, honestly, I'm, I can't remember. I think I want to talk about the second song here. And I think that, um, I know what the second song, I'm trying to remember what order I did everything as I know what the first one is. And the last one, it's two and three that I'm kind of, um, not sure about if you're old fans of the show and listen back when we used to start, you can hear the train. I don't know if you can hear that going by or not. I can hear it. I'm assuming you can. I was... Some people don't like the background noise of trains and sirens and stuff, but I always like it. You know, I feel like I'm in my, well, I mean, I am in my room, but I got a little cubby hole and I almost feel like um, Christian Slater and pump up the volume like I'm doing some sort of pirate radio. 
Uh, anyways, it's fun. So that is a Fort Worth artist. If you know Benjamin Bear, you are Benjamin Bear. Um, send me an email. Um, can't find him on Facebook. I, honestly, I didn't look up Benjamin Bear. I looked up B Bear. So I need to do maybe a little more research under Benjamin Bear. But uh, we do have a phone number, 682-233-1975. You can give us a call. Call us at funkytownpodcast at gmail.com. Um, so this next track is also a Fort Worth artist. And um, this one, I'm pretty sure, is the reason why I followed it because it's a, it's a rap song. And I think it mixes well. Um, so there's this record that I also found. Um, there's a couple of three or four different rap um, albums that I've got under the Fort Worth tag that are pretty cool um if you were around for the 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 pre-show little stream where i play some music one of them is ft dub um i'll have some more songs coming soon all right i need to stop hitting the desk because i got the boom mic and it goes boom when i do and i need to stop saying um so much i've out of practice here you guys so bear with me anyways ft dub is uh really cool and i was playing uh the first track off their album as the pre-roll music and then I'd like to maybe play some other songs at a later time as one of the other artists I found was this dude named a uh, jigsaw Paul a jig a jig a jig a jigsaw Paul and I the album is really cool I've been listening to it all week long and I was like I gotta play a song out here and I didn't know which song to play but if you look for him under Facebook I did find a Facebook profile and it had his picture which is him wearing a um, wrestling mask so you really can't see his face and um, there isn't a whole lot of info on there other than promoting that the new records coming out and then there's a new video coming out and then it has a link to the video so the video is um, for the song called Powerbomb so I was like well that's probably the single that he's trying to push so that's the song that I wanted to play here but you definitely, if you have a chance, go to Bandcamp. Um, I think it's on iTunes. I'm sure it's on iTunes, Spotify, all that kind of stuff. And so, but look up Jigsaw Paul. Um, dang it, I think it's called Turnbuckle Tales. Let me look it up because I don't want to get it wrong. Turnbelt, I don't remember. Dang it. Let me see here. Uh, a jig, a jig, a jig, a jigsaw Paul. All right, let me go to here. And Turnbuckle Tales. Bye. So the album is Turnbuckle Tales. Um, the song is called Power Bomb. And the artist is Jigsaw Paul. The only thing I could find out about him on Facebook was there's a um, wrestling match they have over, I think, in Richland Hills. And uh, they put together a, a, a compilation of different um, highlights of the wrestling that goes on there. And the music that they played. And, you know, it might have been this song, as a matter of fact, but it was Jigsaw Paul. That's all I could find. I couldn't find him playing anywhere. I don't know if he plays around town. I don't know what venues he plays in. Um, again, this is one of those bands that you just kind of find, and there's a, just a little bit of info on there, but he doesn't have his real name. He doesn't show his face. And so um, all I know is he's Jigsaw Paul, and he's from F Fort Worth. But this the album's, man, it's super cool. It's a lot of fun. It's got some really great songs. And... Um, this is one of them. It's called a uh, power bomb by Jigsaw Paul. A jig, a jig, a jig, a jigsaw Paul.
enjoying cupcakes at your local buffet. Cause OG cuz bought the fuzz because of his gunplay. Say, AK-47 bullets aiming at you at the BBQ. Who the fuck drunk all the jungle juice? Niggas can't have shit. Fried bologna sandwiches, bad kids, Mars Black Ben. Limited edition Jordans just to act rich. The 25th is when the food stamps hit. See my whole community shop lifting that Walmart, Walmart. Driving away in a handicap operated shopping cart. It's over before it starts. Blowing gas like a fat man's fart. Weed pipes getting clogged like a black man's heart. Apologies, I meant arteries. My white friend is content on saying the N-word like he's darker than me. Stuart Little and Steve Urkel conversing about cheese. Only thing that matters to the family. Honor amongst thieves, your daughter can come see. The Kango had that match to my shoes made from two belly new baby kangaroos. Ride till I die, what you banging, boo? This song is bad. That song is really cool. I can't get comfortable. All right. No, uh, the whole album's great. It, he had a reference um, to wrestling when he's in there. He's also got a song called Stone Cold, a uh, song called Hogan. He's, uh, there's some sampling in there that's from from wrestling and stuff. And so um, he also likes redheaded women, Amazonian redheaded women, to be precise. So... Anyways, shout out to Jigsaw Paul, man, and, you know, get that record. Uh, I'm, it, it's on iTunes. It's on Bandcamp. I try to send everybody to Bandcamp because at least they get, you know, I think they get all the money that you pay on on Bandcamp where iTunes, you're paying 10 bucks a month and just, oop, I'll hit download and they get like a cent or whatever. So check out Jigsaw Paul, that, that, that whole record. And I'm going to, there'll be other shows where I'm going to play other tracks off of that record for sure because it's just, um, it's that good. So, uh, along with the Bandcamp theme, last week we had on uh, Jeffrey Chase and um, talked about Uncle Toasty, and they'd signed with this uh, record label 
Sostex, I think it is, S-A-U-S-T-E-X. And in my, in my mind, it's like San Antonio, Austin, Texas, but I don't know if that's what that means or not. However, there's a sampler, and um, I was looking on the sampler and picking out different bands that I, you know, that I was interested in listening to. And uh, one of them was called the Pocket Fisherman, but it's Fish R Men, because there's actually a Pocket Fisherman. That's a. If you don't know, look that up. That's really cool. And that's why I was interested in the band, anyways, was because of their name. So I looked checked out their stuff and immediately fell in love with the band um and so was listening to their album and stuff and it's just funny because uh you'll hear these songs from whatever artist it doesn't have to be local any band you hear on the radio whatever you really get you really kind of get into it and then you start to see or hear other things around that kind of it just it makes you think of those songs and um Excuse me. So that's what had happened. I had uh, listened to uh, I was listening to one of my favorite radio stations, and they let me get a little closer to this mic. This is one of these radio stations, and they were um, had a news story about a lady in Belgium who was going to the zoo once a week, every week, for four years to see this this chimpanzee named Cheetah, C-H-I-T-A, and um, she would go and she would flirt, she'd blow kisses, and she would dress up. I mean, I saw some some pictures of her. She had a dress on, her hair was all done nice, and um, she would go every week and flirt, flirt with, with this monkey, and this monkey would look for her. And, you know, uh, he spent so much time, you know, waiting for her and stuff, and also messing uh, not messing with but like paying attention to uh the other humans the, the other guests at the zoo that the other chimpanzees um so i guess he's not a monkey but the other chimpanzees started to uh just ignore they kind of they wouldn't have anything to do with him apparently if you're too fond of humans then the chimpanzees will kind of ostracize you or whatever so the zoo told the lady that she can't come see cheetah no more and um of course she's heartbroken and it became a whole news story and i was like this is you know this is really sad on on you know on many levels ones it, it's sad that this lady you know she's like she even said she's like we're having you know we have an affair she's in love with this champ i mean not saying anything you know gross but you know she loved this chimp enough to where she went every week for four years you know, to see this champ low kisses at it and uh the chimpanzee loved it when she came and stuff and they told her that she kept she you know she, that they can't and they think that the, chimp, the reason why the chimp is so fond of humans is because he was actually rescued he was a pet before he came but he'd been there i think like 20 or 30 years in the past four years this lady's been going up there and stuff and he always had a hard time kind of fitting in with the other chimps because he was more interested i think in in humans and people but the whole story is just this weird twisted sad love story and um that reminds me of the pocket fisherman and um this song right here i'm just gonna play it for you and you can listen to it and you'll understand why 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 that's all i gotta say you'll understand why here we go <laughs> He never brushed his teeth 
he never washed his hair But when I was feeling lonesome He was always there He had something deep down inside of his heart That really set him apart He was the ape who loved He was the ape who loved Was he just a friend? Or was it something more? I've had feelings for primates But not like this before I thought that I was the most evolved Two-legged bipedal thing in the land I didn't understand He was the ape who loved He was the ape who loved Well, he lived in a zoo Mr. You-Know-Who But I couldn't admit what I wanted to do With the ape who loved 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 So I know you, now you get it. So the Pocket Fishermen, they're out of Austin, I do believe, and they are freaking awesome. I got to figure out a way to either, I'm keep paying attention to them. So when they play another show in Austin, we're going to make a road trip or we're going to have to somehow get them to come up here and play a show with the Methanks or something because these guys are rad. You know, they're, they're freaking cool. Check out that album. Um, we are the masters of these levels. So I'm going to go ahead and speed this along because I wanted to play four songs before I played the Joe interview and we're already at 30 minutes. So um, the next one's quick. I wanted something to kind of tie in. I didn't know how to go from um, the monkey song to uh, I was monitoring the show on my other computer and something just happened and I was like, oh, no. And so I wanted to make sure everything was cool, and it is. Um, so I wanted to somehow bridge the gap between the pocket fisherman and Joe Savage. 
without the monkey business. See what I did there. Anyways, so there's this, uh, when I was messing around with all these different bands, uh, there's a, a compilation that I found on iTunes, and it's called um, The Dicks Are From Austin and Friends. And there's an old punk band, I guess, from Austin called The Dicks. And this is kind of like a tribute record. There was a uh, documentary that came out with the same name. And uh, these are a bunch of, I think, Austin bands uh, doing dick songs, maybe. Again, don't know a whole lot about it. It was just kind of, I was really um, enjoying some of these samplers I've been listening to, and I was wanted to find another sampler that, that was similar and had some of the similar bands. The Pocket Fishermen are, were on, is on this album, as well as um, I think the Hickoids are on there. It's got some good stuff on there. So just listening through it, checking out some of the stuff, I came across this song by a group, I'm guessing they're from Austin. They're called uh, Black Irish Texas. And um, um, the song is, dang it, I am just having the worst time with remembering what these songs are called. I guess I'm going to have to take notes and write this stuff down. Um, it's not even on this page. What am I looking for? Lifetime Problems. That's what it's called. Don't have to look it up. Remembered. Black Irish Texas Lifetime Problems. This is a good little mix because it has the uh, punk rock and Austin feel that we just heard, but it also kind of has this uh, Americana country feel that we're getting ready to talk about. So before we get into Joe, let's check out um, the song. It's it's less than three minutes, but it's, it's, it's awesome. It's great, and I think you're going to like it. Then we'll get back, and uh, we'll see what Joe had to say. All right, um, so here we go. Song number Four. Thank you. 
that song is greatness. Greatness. So, The Dicks from Austin and Friends. You can find the whole album on iTunes. That's where I found it. It's got a lot of great stuff on there. Um, but that one really, really stood out to me. So, yeah, earlier today, got to call uh, my buddy Joe Savage and talk with him for about half an hour about um, just how things are going right now and the record. And I think we had a really good uh, talk. Um, it's kind of weird doing it in the middle of the day, but, uh, you know, busy, busy, busy. He's busy. I'm busy. So that's one of the cool things I like about this, this machine. I want to do, I want to do the whole show live and I want to do live phone calls, but if I want to have somebody on that I can't talk to Sunday nights at nine thirty or whatever, then, you know, I can always call them on a different day whenever they're available and we can record it and, and we can play it for you. So it's real cool. So I'm gonna go ahead and get that started. Um, and then uh, after I'll come back, we'll we'll talk for like just just a hot second, and then I'll play one of his songs, and then we'll call it a night, man. It's been a lot of fun. I hope uh, I hope you guys like this kind of format. What I did uh, tonight, I like it better than what I did last week. But if you have any opinions on it, give me a call six eight two two three three one nine seven five or funkytownpodcast at gmail dot com. Again, six eight two two three three one nine seven five. So if you like the format, I think it's kind of cool to do the first half hour with some music and stuff. We can play all different types of all, ty- all different types of songs, and um, then the second half we can do like the regular interview style. Could be kind of cool, kind of like it. Anyways, let's go ahead and uh, talk to old Joe Savage. Here we go. Colin Joe Savage. What's up, Jeffrey? Hey, hey, Jeffrey Lord, Monkey Town Podcast. Joe Savage. Hey, what's up, guys? How are you doing? Good, man. Have you had a busy day so far? Yes. Have Every you? day is busy. Every day is busy now, thank God. Yeah, no, you seem like you're busy. <laughs> yeah, super busy, brother, man. It's awesome. But I am tired sometimes. I just took, I'm taking naps now. Oh, I take naps all the time. Well, yeah, uh, I guess what I meant to say is I'm taking a more consistent uh, everyday nap now. <laughs> no, that's good. I think it's good for you. I think it probably irritates my wife sometimes, but every Saturday and, and, and Sunday, I always get at least like an hour and a half, two hours in. Yeah, I mean, I can't get up. I can't, I'm not sleeping as deep and late anymore because I haven't been drinking or uh, drugging too much. And that's been a few months now. So now I'm waking up at the crack of dawn like I did when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, so I usually try to get an hour or two in around this, you know, around the afternoon. Yeah, I'm getting up early too, like like when I was a kid. But it's just because, man, I'm telling you now, it's like I'll go to bed at eleven o'clock and three or four o'clock in the morning, I gotta wake up and pee. Then I'll go back to sleep, and then at six thirty, I gotta wake up and pee. I can't sleep late because I have to get up and pee, and I'm just up, you know. I hear you, man. Your body's mean that way when you get older. It's, that's why my grandparents always got up at the crack of dawn. They had to go to the restroom, and then they're like, "Well, I'm up now." <laughs> right, right. And then. Eight o'clock comes and they're going to bed and you're like, "Why are you so tired?" Eight o'clock. That's why. Yeah, well, yeah, I've been coming home. I'm going to bed after my as soon as my gigs are over. Really not going out that much. And uh, but this week I had a lot of late gigs. We played, we played Broken Bow on Friday and uh, drove back. You know, and then last night I was down in Malone, Texas, and I drove back. And that's not too far. But uh, both those nights I didn't get to bed till three three a.m. And then 
I had charter internet guy coming out this morning. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yes. Nice. Now, I think that's one of the more interesting things. Um, you see, you know, a lot of bands that'll do the big city shows, Fort Worth, Dallas, you know, even Arlington or, you know, they'll go to San Antonio, Austin, Houston. Um, yeah. But um, a lot of the more country and folk guys do, um, they do the big city stuff, but you'll go out to the smaller towns and hit some of the barbecue joints or, um, oh, yeah. you know, and which is, you've got a good sound for exactly that. The, you know, I think it, it, it reaches a lot more, probably some of the rural f- folks like it a little bit better than some of the punk rock, the punk rock that may come through town. I will say that, you know, on the country, the country scene, uh, from the beginning all the way to the regional and national levels has a lot more concrete and visible rungs than other, than other genres, especially here in, uh, in Texas. And so now I've just got to the, where I have a nice enough set and I'm, I've got enough experience and talent under my belt that I'm playing these places that are, these are honky tonks. And in the seventies, I bet, I mean, I had a, probably had a band there every weekend. Oh, I bet you Bigger right. budget, you know, places were packed wall to wall. I mean, these have really nice dance floors, wooden bandstands, you know, um, just old honky tonks, a place called whiskey river saloon in Malone, Texas, where I was last night, um, is one of those places, you know, but now, you know, the way things are, uh, kind of, I think where, I don't know, overall people are just moving to the city and hanging out in the city more. So, Anyways, there's probably 100 people, 50 to 100 people in there last night, but you could have easily fit another 200 people in there, you know. Yeah, but 50 to 100, that's still good for going to a small town. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do people and know you're still there? not coming. There's still, I mean, a couple, I'm just, you know, that's what I was saying. They're still come playing for the regulars. This is my second time at that bar. Yeah. But uh, they're starting to get to know me, and I just had some people waiting to buy the new album and stuff. So that's those little small, small gains are just really amazing for me. And uh, really glad to be really glad to be in country music right now for that, you know, because if I was in a different genre, I wouldn't be going solo to half the places I'm playing now. Right. You know, and I think you probably see see some pretty cool places that you wouldn't have normally gone. Oh, yeah. I've never been to Malone, Texas before. And it's it's pretty cool. It's done there by Bonham and all that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, just a really hole in the wall. No, nothing. There's a little motor lounge there. And then it's got the only bar for about 25 mile radius. That's sweet. Yeah, but it's just off I thirty five. Yeah, you know, down there. So there's a little place. Um, it, when I listening when I listen to this record, it always takes me to this um, place. It's in Lake Worth. It's called um, I think it's called the Indian Oaks Tavern, because that area of Lake Worth that's kind of the old area um, that has all the Indian name streets like. Okay. So you go in there and it's just a, um, it's just a beer bar. They don't serve liquor. Right. Yeah. Just cold tap beer. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I used to live down the street and there was a while where it's like, I'd go up there for a couple hours, two or three nights a week and just drink beer with the, lo- the, the locals or whatever. And, um, they always had a jukebox going. Um, and sometimes they would have just a guy in there with a guitar, but he's just playing old, country songs anyways when i listened to this record it just kind of took me back to that place because it felt like some of the some of the sounds and it just gave me some of the same kind of feelings that i felt when i was there you know it, it has an old um kind of small town smoky beer bar kind of feel to it at least some of it does what record's that the one that the um el camino 
oh shit i didn't know we had we were talking about my record well thank you yeah no just, you know and so i was thinking like if they played this record at the jukebox there people would really like it because it fit with a lot of the you know it, it's kind of got like a 70s 80s at least there's a few songs that has like almost like a 70s 80s country feel to it awesome man well thank you i appreciate that what songs do you think that 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 is um the um a kiss in three quarter time and i think it's just because it's a three the three quarter beat that you know that's always oh, yeah. that always takes me back to the classic waltz yeah. yeah yeah um the um there's a reason i think may be my favorite track on on the album and that oh, kind of i think to, to me that kind of has an 80s feel because it has a little bit of that um it's that crossover between country and, and pop but not the new style I don't really care right. for that. I mean, it does it every time, whether it's the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. The country and pop is always crossed. Um, yeah. You know, one of my favorite folks in the world is Jerry Reed, and he was popular in both the pop side and the country side. And, you know, and he, oh, yeah, he wore exactly. all the, the, the bell I mean, bottoms. Yeah, same with Johnny Cash. He, I mean, he charted on the pop charts, the rock and roll charts, and the country charts. You yeah. know, so it still happens now. It's just now it's the Georgia-Florida line or – Right. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. They're definitely a more modern. If it were, if, if country music had gone a different direction in the 80s, there's a reason would have been the modern take on it. Sure. Yeah. There you go. That, okay. Gotcha, man. Yeah. I saw, yeah. Yeah. I think I, I appreciate that. Yeah. I definitely think that that's something that's starting to happen for me is that I'm starting to provide people with, uh, especially with my the last album, with some content that helps them categorize me a little better. And, sure. Because uh, it just kind of stands up on its own. Finally, you know, I mean, Taylor Tash at Audio Styles just really, really does a great job. At um, and the players on the album are great too. Taylor did most of the uh, our all of the instrument, all of the instrumentation. So any any other instrument besides bass and drums and acoustic guitar, Taylor Tash played okay. and produced. Yeah. So he decided a lot of a lot of those flares were his his decisions. But I I feel like a lot of the a lot of the musical a lot of the musicality was already built within the composition too. So like with a lot of what the bass player and, and Taylor did was flesh out some of the ideas that were already within the melody lines, mm -hmm. but not to, not to diminish credit or, or from my, from me or them, just to say that I think it's totally, you know, this, the, the songs arrived at Taylor's already made, but with, you know, his production and um, expertise on them really made something. I think that, it's solid enough people can criticize without feeling like they're going to just tear down someone's project. You know, I think I'm, so I appreciate you thinking of it like that. Yeah. Just trying, trying and these, to categorize this genre and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, to me, it is a country record, you know, you, you played on any country radio or any country, mm -hmm. you know, jukebox or whatever. And country folks that like that type of, of music are, are gonna like it but for like hippies like me you know um there's enough of the um just some of the lyrical content and stuff um is more uh thoughtful than just drinking and fighting cheating you know yeah. what i mean yeah. um yeah like <laughs> the um the unburied hatchet song is one of those songs you know uh mm -hmm. where it's just it's a more thoughtful self and I mean, a lot of country music is that way, um, but for like the... I, I think that uh, I think I'm trying to make that a strong suit for me. And part of my brand right now, too, is that I write, you know, I'm writing stuff that I think matters. It's not that you're not hearing other people write about. It's 
I think that that's true. Yeah. Because other people are still writing about really surface level and playing it safe. Even, even with some of the guys that are coming out around here that are making it big, they're kind of playing it safe as far as lyrical content I think, and, and writing towards, you know, what's selling. Right. Well, there is that, that formula where you got to talk about trucks and the Creek and, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Girls in shorts and guys the, around here are definitely not doing that, but still, right. <laughs> yeah, we're, I'm not doing that either. <laughs> No, I think the stuff the stuff around here has always had one foot in the old school, you know. Um mm. I think a lot of the country artists here still kind of respect the the old folks or whatever and kind of where it came from that kind of twang cowboy music, you know. Yeah. I, I guess maybe that's what it is. I, I think it's more cowboy music because of Yeah, I think the Texas music is really an idea or, you know, Americana, the all-sweeping encompassing umbrella, you know, the Americana genre. Mhm. What, what, what do they call it here? So red, the red, the red dirt scene. Well, I mean, Texas music and red dirt are different. Okay. At this point, that's what I mean. Yeah, this Texas music started emerging to you know the the early late late two thousands, early two thousand tens. You know, over the last you know, and the, the, the ninety five nine the ranch has completely changed their platform due to it. You know, so now they can play people like Leon Bridges, who are Texas music. You know, okay, but they can sure. also they can also play Cody Jinx who is Texas music. And so it's not just red dirt anymore, which I think is great because yeah, red dirt, that label, I never really could get behind uh, the new red dirt movement from the nineties, mm -hmm. but I, I love the red dirt movement from the seventies and eighties, you know, and that would be like Guy Clark, Jerry Jeff, you know, things like that. I think would be Texas music back then. I don't know if they called it red dirt or not. Yes. I'm not sure. And like Ray Riley Hubbard, yeah, Ray Riley Hub. Exactly. I mean, yeah. he's got dang. We just drove across his lake the other day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Coming lake back Ray from Hubbard. the forge. Yeah, man, I get so confused between Lake Ray Hubbard, Ray Wiley Hubbard, and Lake Ray Roberts. Ray Roberts, right? Yeah. Like, you know, so there's, there's, <laughs> yeah. A, there's a few of them, and it's like. Yeah. Where am I? We, we can play a game. Is it a country music star or <laughs> a lake? Country, yeah. yeah. Is it a lake, a person, or a song? So, um, uh, yeah. no, that's cool. But now these songs are all the songs that you wrote. I mean, you called it. It's El called Camino. El Camino for the Camino de Santiago. Yeah. yeah. But it's just so easy to roll right in with, uh, you know, the Tex-Mex, the Tex-Mex titles that have been coming out over the last six years. Also to pay tribute to the El Camino car, which mm -hmm. I've never owned or anything, but I, I still totally love it. One of the first album covers I thought was going to be like a, you know how Tesla put that Tesla car out in space? Okay. <laughs> uh, so I was thinking of putting a, a, you know, the raccoon riding in an El Camino towards like the, towards Saturn or something. Yeah, that'd be kind of rad. Yeah. So just to incorporate the El Camino more and more, but then I just decided I would, uh, you know, take the opportunity to explain the Camino of Santiago a little bit. And that was where I mean I think most people know by now, but just in case um, there's a couple that don't, that's where you went to you oh, yeah. Spain, and you walked. Yeah. And you walked across, I don't remember, how many miles was it that you walked across? It's, it's, the average trail is 500 miles yeah. long. And it's from uh, the east side of Spain to the west side of Spain, okay. more or less. Yeah, and you're just kind of watching, or I kind of walk in walk. Spot, spot to spot, and there's like little hostels yep. and stuff along the way. You know that song by Casey Musgraves? You know, do you listen to her music at all? I don't. I know who she is. I've heard her. Her name, but she's I... got one about called "Follow Your Arrows" and stuff. And basically, all you're doing on the Camino is following the yellow arrow. Okay, you know, the yellow arrow is present every 200 to 500 yards, 
So you don't even maybe less sometimes you don't need to, you don't have to think about where you're going ever. And then if you're not satisfied with just the arrows, you know, then, you know, I had the app on my phone constantly was, you know, pinging my location. Mm -hmm. And then it was corresponding within the app to the maps and letting me know how far I had to walk. So, man, I can just imagine that, you know, in the past it might've been more stressful to walk a Camino, but I was totally not stressed at all about anything ever. I just had to get up and and walk, you know, and not pay attention to anything else, which is part of the, partly why it was so therapeutic and beneficial to me in the end, I think. For sure, because um, now you can actually almost kind of like meditate on the walk, not really exactly pay attention. Or you, don't, you don't have to think about where you're going. You know you're going. You just follow the, the arrows. And, and the, yeah, and that really allowed the walking to do its healing. You know, I had always heard that, and I've always liked to walk and, you know, little 30-minute walks. And I've heard people live longer if they do little two-hour walks a day and stuff like that. But I'd never gotten any kind of deep uh, psychological or spiritual benefits from walking, you know, and I, and I achieved that with this. I'm, I actually bought my ticket for, um, April, 2022 to go back and do it again. Awesome. So I wanted to do it again this year, but with COVID and everything, it was not possible, but I think it's going to be possible next year. So yeah, I put the 800 bucks down on the round trip. Nice. Um, That's plane ticket. Yeah, yeah. It's a big investment, but, uh, you know, it's a, it, I really want to do this thing again just because I want to see what else, what other benefits I can get. You know, the first time around, it really showed me my inner monologue. I was really, I really got to hear myself. I also, you know, the first 10 days or so, I had the guitar and I was writing and meeting people, but I was really just being my charming self and trying to help everybody. And about seven days in, I was surrounded by like 15, 15 Germans and Northern Europeans who don't speak Spanish at all and mm -hmm. they speak great English, you know, and I was translating everything for all of them and wait, basically waiting on them hand and foot. And I was exhausted. And this lady saw me and she's a Spanish lady. She's like, Hey, come here. And you know, you know, and I sit next to her and we're in the Basque country. And she's like, she, she, she told me I had a good soul, kind of like namaste me, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, and then was like, Hey, when you get tired and you want to change this, she's like, don't try to outrun them. She's like, just walk slower and let them go on, you know? And that became a principle for the whole Camino too, since I was alone, you really can't outrun anybody if you speed up. And I had already tried to outrun some of these people, you know, you get up in the morning and you leave and just walk all day and then you beat them to the hostel. But then, you know, somebody you were trying to outrun shows back up before, before, uh, dusk, you know, and mm -hmm. you're like, ah, oh, shit, you know, and that means you're going to be with them all night and then probably walking with them in the morning. But, um, she was right about that, and it helped me to let go of that part of myself that just really wants to be important and useful to others, because it can be really exhausting. And I and I realized that I was doing it because I didn't have. I only brought with me fifteen hundred bucks for the entire trip, and then I, I had another fifteen hundred bucks waiting for me at the end of the or in the middle of the trip. And um, so I was really doing a lot of my gracious hospitality and charming in hopes of receiving, you know free coffee here, free sure. beer there, yeah. <laughs> you know, but it turned out to not be worth it in the end. And that, that principle of slowing down and letting people pass me that I learned on the Camino, I've, I've allowed that to, you know, permeate my life here in Fort Worth and in the music scene. No, I think that's uh, a good, a good, a good lesson to take home from that. You know, as soon as you said that, let them slow down or are you, you slow down and let them p p p p pass you. I was like, man, that's a great lesson for life. Just, because you do, you get so bent up in trying to keep up or catch up or, or whatever. And everybody right. has their own, their own space and time to where 
yeah, just slow down and let them pass. And yeah, exactly. Their own timing. That that's another thing that I've really reinforced since I've been home with spiritual practices. Just realizing that the things that are mine are mine, you know, and the things I've earned, I've earned, and I get to keep. And what's coming to me is coming to me and only me, you know. And that helps me just to free myself from being jealous and envious and worrying about what the other guy's getting, you know? Sure. But, you know, so that was cool, man. And then hearing my inner monologue, once I got alone and had to deal with myself, you know, that was the biggest strides was realizing how negative I am to myself sometimes, you know, and how much we can all be that way, I guess. But Uh uh, to hear yourself, it's just like, wow, you know, there's so much noise in our daily life. It's really hard to hear ourselves. So that walking, the repetitive meditative six hours six to eight hours a day of just stepping you know and really really put it in perspective for me i made some new friends along the way and but i would maintain my solo my soloness for most of the journey Hmm. overall that's cool there's a a a tv show that me and the wife got into and i got my parents into it's called alone and it's a reality it's a reality show where they take 10 people up in patagonia or different very very secluded places away from everybody and they they drop these 10 folks off and they're probably anywhere between like two to five miles apart from each other so they're completely alone and oh nice and uh they they drop you off there there's 10 of them and they're able to take from a list of items like 10 things um with them like your fire starter a hatchet or whatever but you go with basically nothing um and then you go there and you try to make shelter you have to catch food find food and you have to uh, survive as long as you can. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> last man, last man standing wins, you know? So if you run out of food or if you get hurt or anything, you have a little yellow phone that you call and say, I'm out and they come and get you, you know? Wow. And you don't know who's out. Nobody knows. It's just, you're just going, you're there for 30 days going, has anybody left yet? Am I down to two Dude, people? No. Yeah. Is there 10 people still left? Who know? You don't know until one day they come and, and they're like, they get the, you. and they say you're the last one. And you're like, I won. But anyways, it, it's, amazing to see these people go through it because i mean they, they go 60 70 80 days completely alone living wow. off living off the land you know hunting rabbits catching fish you know finding berries whatever you know and it's just like you see them losing weight and but the hardest thing is is being alone i, I don't think that the weather which is always middle of of winter so it's freezing cold the weather's terrible there's lack of food shelter water all the, all that stuff is bad but i think them being by themselves is like the, the hardest struggle for a lot of them and you realize how oh, much yeah. that we can we could have never survived as a species if it was just one person. We only got as far as we've got because we take care of each other and help each other. We're, you know. Yeah, and when I say, um, you know, when I say I was alone, I was I went and did the journey by myself. Did I lose you? No, no, I'm here. Okay, uh, but I the beautiful thing about this Camino is. Um, it really is it's so old that you go the largest, the longest stretch between towns was 17 kilometers on the entire um, 900 kilometer walk, you know? And so that gives you, most of the stretches were about four to six kilometers, which mm-hmm. is, you know, two, two miles is okay. two miles is esque, you know, uh, two to three miles. So you can literally bring nothing with you and you will, you will survive just fine. You're going to see people and you're going to be in the middle of little small towns and bustling cities. You know, every, every, I guess every week and a half I was in a big city like San Sebastian, Bilbao, uh, some austerious cities like Santander, uh, Gijon is another big city. 
Um, but, uh, yeah, so it wasn't being alone like that, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, no, 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 what, well, kind of where, but I, where I was going but, was, I was kind of going to where it's like, you kind of had the best of, of both worlds where you were alone. Exactly. And there were times where you were totally alone walking by yourself and thinking by yourself and you go and you went by yourself, but you were still with other people who could help you and, or you could exactly, help them yeah. or, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. The, well, and I was going to say some of the same cultural aspects did take place where people are wondering where people, their friends are that they met, how far ahead have they gotten? And you'll meet people, you know, again, and you're like, damn, you see they've lost 10 pounds or, you know, 15 pounds and noticeably different. It look healthier, you know, Sure. in, in, the, in my sense on the Camino because the Spanish food's great too. It's, it's kind of bland, but it's very healthy and, and lot, you know, based a lot around eggs, potatoes, you know, really simple olives um, and, so and it, wine. It's not Grapes. spicy? They don't have a lot of spices spicy. and stuff? Spanish huh. food doesn't have really spicy food at all. I mean, there are, they use pepper. <laughs> right, but, but it, it's not like Mexican food. <laughs> nothing like uh, what we would consider Tex-Mex or Mexican food yeah huh. um, it's very good it's really just normal European I'd say a typical plate you could get would be like pork chops with uh, you know a couple sides or whatever and the pork chops are just lightly grilled you know, lightly seasoned and grilled you know um, and then the staples are like you know the Spanish omelet and coffee wine olive oil bread the baguette you know mm -hmm. um so it's a, it's a, that's a really good, really nice diet, really good food, really balanced. And then their times too are spread out. That's another thing that I love about the rhythm of Spain is, you know, you can be an early riser there, but life doesn't really start until nine thirty or 10, 10 30. And so you go and you basically have a second breakfast if you're an early riser. Okay. <laughs> and then you have a big lunch at 2 PM and then siestas at, uh, three, three to four, three to five. And then you watch the news. And you go back to work till eight or nine at night, come home and eat at nine, and everybody goes to bed about midnight. Wow. You know, and that's that's kind of the national uh, horario, you know, the schedule. Wow. That's kind of wild. Isn't it? I yeah. love it, though. I, I fucking love it. I just can't wait till I can um, have a little bit less stressful day because it really does make for – when I was teaching over there, it made for – it just didn't – it is worlds apart from what it feels like to be a teacher in America. Oh, I can imagine. Because yeah. here you got to get your damn kids in class by 7.30 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, th I think school starts at 8 or 8.05 for the for the boy, and I think it's like 8.20 or 8.40 for the girl. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we, we get them there. I mean, he gets there at 7.30. I drop her off at 8, you know. My little, nie my little niece goes to uh, Brewer White Settlement schools, and she starts at 7.30. Wow. She goes all day long for kindergarten. Yeah, and see, that's what um, the boy hated that because whenever he went to kindergarten, he was like, he didn't like it because he's like, it's too long. I don't want to be there till three o'clock. You know, I think if he went yeah. from eight to noon, I think he'd be okay. But after lunch, he's done. I'm like, I'm done. I'm, you know, he's gotten better now. Now he's in third grade, and so he's got the got the schedule yeah. and and the rhythm and everything down. But man, that first year was tough because he was just like, it's too long. That was his big yeah. thing. I don't want to go because I don't want to be there for so long. Yeah. Workday is really long. I mean, I love that's one thing I love about being in per, you know, uh, a gigging musician is that my my days are my work days are still about six to eight hours, but my actual like interfacing time with a boss or a potential boss or client is only is down to three or four hours. Sure. And so it's a lot more it's a lot easier to manage, and I think that's the benefit of being an entrepreneur in general. Is that you? You still work the long days, but you don't have to interface with some superior so often. 
No, it's good to be your own boss. That's the that's the dream, I think. So before we run out of time, um, you're still yeah. doing your your um, open mics on Sunday nights at Landmark. Yeah, that's right. It's open mics eleven to midnight, and then we have uh, I we have a special guest do an hour act, and I do an hour act. Sometimes okay. I go first, and sometimes the guest goes first. <laughs> and sometimes we play together for the two hours. Yeah, but um, yeah, still going strong. We're coming up on our two year anniversary, which I'll probably end up doing uh our three-year anniversary actually wow um and i'll probably end up doing a um a big songwriter showcase so if you're listening and want to be a part of that reach out oh cool yeah. um and then they can get your record it's on i, I know it's on itunes and and spotify on, yep. you know if they come yep. out to you you have so you're selling actual records vinyl i've got vinyl and i've got cds and you, you can CDs. go to joe and, and you can order stuff now on demand so and, is it um, is it joe f n Yep, joefnsavage.com. Okay. <laughs> That's cool. I thought you had joesavage.com. I have never been able to buy it, and oh. it's not even it's not even available to purchase. So my it, my website for so long was Joe Savage Music. Oh, that's what. It, okay. I'm going doing a revamp on the website, and and that website's through a a host that I don't want to use anymore. And anyways, yeah, I like the new website name. I just wanted to do something a little more risky and creative, and something that stands out when I'm on the mic. Oh yeah, for sure. And, so, you, yeah, and, you, and you have your your Patreon too. Yes, and all that is the new website is really beautiful. Uh, I had a friend of mine named Andrew Oliver with Forthright Records be working on that, and he's still touching up some stuff. The merch page is going to look so much better in the next week. We've got okay. a bunch of professional photos of all the merch. So go on there, yeah. But you can find Patreon on there. You can find my Instagram, my Bandcamp. You can buy okay. everything that I've made from Bandcamp through there. Um, and then pretty soon we'll have some promo codes for free stuff. So if you go on, if you join Patreon, eventually you 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 get some free merch. Is basically what I'm doing. You get half your money back in merch. Oh, right on. Join Patreon. That's yeah. cool. Over time, yeah. So I'm just trying to create. You know, my goal is uh, five, 50 grand a year. You know, through through Patreon. We'll see when that happens. But <laughs> I'm already make. I'm I'm making about that in, on music. So uh, I'm doing really well with that. And that was a long term goal of mine. That's that's awesome, excellent. Yeah, well, dude, man, it's always great to talk to you. Man, you too. Thanks for calling. I'm glad the Funky Town's back. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm gonna like this this new format where I'll play music in the first half of the show and then the second half of the show I'll do an interview. And uh, I like the phone thing, you know, because you can go about your day now instead of having to drive out here, spend an hour, or whatever, you know. It's yeah, super it's easy. Yeah, cool concept. And, yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be well, cool. I'm stoked, man. Yeah, it's great to hear from you. So, um, yeah, man, you too. And so everybody, make sure, you know, I, I do, I, I love this album. Is there any song that, that you want me to play off of it? Whenever I close the show, I'll play that after this interview. I'll drop a song in there. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, whichever one's your favorites are. I mean, I'm okay, going to have a... I'll play that. Yeah. There's a reason just because we talked about it earlier. That's a great, yeah, that's a great choice. Yeah, I've like got it, a mu- music video coming out for Turn the Page, so keep your Oh, eyes cool. Open. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, before we go on the album, also is um, two cover songs. That one, t- 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 Turn the Page, and the the Offspring song. Um, self-esteem. Yeah, Self-esteem. I was, I was singing it in my head, and I was like, I can't remember the title. Yes, yeah, Self-esteem. Yeah, yeah. Which I'll let, I'll, I'll let my daughter hear, because she um, is, is an Offspring fan. or you know She she knows who they are, listens to their song or whatever. And she was like, this is really cool. She really liked it. It's like, I let a few people hear it, and they really that's a good version of that song. 
very cool. Yeah, because yeah, it's all slowed down, and yeah, it's cool. Perfect. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Taylor had a little bit of input on self-esteem and the, the way that we decided to do that. Oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's that's real good. I I was I, I really like that. that. That's a really good cover. Thank so, you, brother. All right, man. We y'all go out and see Joe Savage on Sundays, or look at his Facebook page because you're everywhere. Cleburne, Crowley, yep. you know, Oklahoma. You find, yeah, all you can parts find all my shows. Yep, you can find all my shows on Spotify too, right there with my um, music, and you can find them on JoeFNSavage.com too. Awesome. All right, Joe. Thanks, man. Thank you, brother. Yeah, I'll talk you. to you later. Bye. All right, bye. All right, we are back. That was Joe Savage. Very cool. I really, really um, enjoyed talking to him today. I haven't hung out with him in a, in a while or hadn't seen him or talked to him in a, in a hot minute. I need to get out and see him again. He's a, I like Joe. He's a, he's, he's a cool dude, and I've, man, I've always liked the uh, tunes that, he's, the, that he plays, and it seems like he's just uh, evolved and, and gotten better over the years that I've known him, and uh, I can't wait to see where he keeps going because, you know, Seems like he's doing all right. So, um, check out his his stuff. That th- that record I think is his best one. So, and we'll um, just want to tell everybody. Uh, yeah, man, I I had fun doing the show. I'll probably do something similar next time, unless I get a bunch of phone calls going. That sucked. I don't, you know, I don't know. I think it was cool. Um, I think you guys um probably enjoyed it. I think the music that we picked was uh or that I picked was good, and so um. Yeah, maybe we'll do something like this again next time. And I'll play some more, you know, local stuff that, you know, people know. I know Phantom Mel is coming out with a new track, I think, this coming up week. And um, I was looking at the uh, the Genini stuff, but each track is like 10 minutes long. <laughs> and so, But I guess, you know, if there's going to be a show that's going to play it, this is the kind of show that would play it. And so, you know, maybe we'll have that coming up. But I also want to kind of scrounge around and see what other kind of songs that I can find. And maybe, you know, you guys know, you're like, yeah, dude, everybody knows who, you know, the dicks from Austin are, and everybody knows who Black Irish Texas is, and but you haven't heard of Jigsaw Paul? I mean, he is a jig, a jig, a jig, a jigsaw Paul. Anyways, man, it's been it's been fun, you guys and gals. And uh, I'm going to say goodnight, and I will see you next time. I don't know if I'm going to do a show next week. My original plan was to do it every other week that Susie and Ivy doesn't do the Fort Worth Famous podcast. And so... Um, I don't think they're doing one this week. They did one last week. So since I did one last week and I don't think they're doing one this week, I did one this week. So I think they'll do one next week and then maybe I'll do one the next, but we'll see. I having so much fun. And one of my favorite things about this is kind of thinking about it and planning it and picking all the stuff and thinking about what I'm going to say about it. So it's, it's fun, um, building the show and everything all throughout the week, thinking about it. I'm really having a lot of fun doing that to where I don't know if I'll, want to take a week off or not so we'll see but tune into the facebook page i'll always post there if we're going live and um i'll send the link over and then just like last week i'll keep this up for a day so probably probably sometime about this time tomorrow night i'll probably pull this down and i'll put just the audio feed up on podbean so if you're listening on podbean and you haven't checked out the video on um if you haven't watched this live or watched the stream the next day check it out let me know what what, what you think i think it's kind of cool i think it's kind of fun um, and so, but I listen to all my podcasts on my phone at work and stuff. And I've got all my friends, not all of them, but have friends that do podcasts on, on YouTube. And when I get a chance, I'll tune in for a little while if I can, you know, but I know that 
work and family life and just all kinds of stuff goes on and you can't tune in at that moment. So like I said, I'll keep it up for 24 hours so that way you have a chance to to watch the stream if you want to, if you like the video aspect of it. If not, it'll always be on uh, Podbean, iTunes, and all that kind of good stuff. So anyways, thanks for checking it out, you guys. And um, I guess we'll see you next time. And this last song is by Joe Savage, and it's There's a Reason. This is the song I talked about. I think it's really cool. It's got a nice haunting atmosphere to it. Um, a nice tempo. I like it. It's a, this is a, and of course, lyrically, I like what Joe does. So let's check it out and I'll say good night. Peace out, everybody. Find on the tracks, and I've helped a man out who once stabbed me in the back to get my revenge. I've had the opportunity. In on a few occasions, I've been down to my last dime, and I thought to take what I hadn't earned, but in time I will find. And if I'd only done it, will not have all the money. That's alright by me I begged and I said I'm sorry Oh yes I've prayed and I even plead I've thrown myself down on my knees Asking for forgiveness please Why do I still feel like I'm a thief? opportunity